persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. I am your co-host, Mambo, and we got your host, Jason. What is up, Jason? Mambo, I am doing fantastic, man. How you feeling today? Hey, man. Good to be back. Uh, took a couple weeks off. I know you had a spring break with the kids. I did, yeah. I, this is my first year having a child in, in schooling, so when he was on spring break, I told myself, you know what? Let me start a ritual. I'll take a week off for spring break with him so I can spend, or my daughter too when she gets there, but so I can spend the most quality time as I can. So. Well, that's what it's about, the kids, right? Yeah, man, and the, <laughs> the weather hit perfect, you know, it's like all the all the doom and gloom of the rainy season kind of just went away, and you know, up in Oakview and where we went for uh, camping and stuff like that was beautiful weather, so well, no complaints. Well, uh, they're back at school when? Are, are they, are they back at school? Back. He's already back getting educated already. So. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're back at the yellow table, and we got another guest, uh, actually two guests today. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got a great pair of guests today, and today's guests are all about enjoying the outdoors, riding the ways of life, and helping bring local vibes to great surf communities up and down California's coast. They are bringing surfers the essentials when they are out of the water, like storage, warmth, and community anywhere they set up posts. We have the owners of Traveler Surf Club, the incredible duo of Julie Cox and Rail Laviza Moray in studio. How you guys doing? Good, doing great. Awesome. Glad to be here. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for stopping by the uh, Yellow table and i'm uh, i'm excited to have you here as guests on the show likewise we're stoked, stoked to be here yeah yeah so let's get started so so tell me what's what's the mission behind the traveler surf club yeah surf more get warm be happy That's yes super simple heck yeah what a what a what a great mission i mean i feel like i feel like my wife's a very avid surfer i she drags me into the water quite a few times each summer but uh she's definitely the dedicated surfer of the family and she goes surfing all the time so i can understand i can i can uh i can feel compassion towards those those needs when you get out of the water yeah. um so tell me though how did the idea begin for uh for tsc to start yeah. Where did it all start at? Tell me your backstory. Yeah, I guess yeah. just starting with a little bit of a backstory because yeah. that's kind of it. It all evolves and comes into a business at some point. But uh, I grew up in Agora Hills, just down the road down here. Grew cool. up surfing Sea Street and uh, Rincon and Mondos and all that good stuff. Um, after college, was surfing professionally. I did the Longboard Pro Tour and was sponsored by Roxy and taught surfing down in mainland Mexico as well. Oh um, wow, that's incredible! Super fun. Uh, designed a line of surfboards throughout that time, kind of more for the women's market because I realized there was there weren't like kind of boards for women. It's a little bit more aesthetically pleasing for women. We had like glitter in the boards and just a little bit more designed for a woman's body. Um, and then I worked at the California Surf Museum in Oceanside, which is a nonprofit. So I do exhibits and and we'd had a, a museum store and do fundraisers. It's a really awesome non nonprofit in Oceanside. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, it was really, really, really fun. Um, so got a lot of experience there and worked for other surf brands kind of throughout my career. Um, and then so surfing in San Francisco, Rel and I moved up to the Bay Area and it was freezing up there. Um, Moving up from where? Right here, Central Coast area, Ventura County? We yeah. were before that, we were in Oceanside. Oh, we okay. met okay. Oceanside and Julie was working at the Surf Museum. And then we moved up to uh, Bay Area and it was just too cold, too just just <laughs> gnarly. And hence being back here. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the idea was, you know, getting out of the water, like where can you like have a place where you can, you know, get get a little bit more warmed up, um, you know, and have some transition. Also like uh, have a place to store your board, like long boards, you know, uh, the, the uh, house we were living in 
didn't have a garage that we could use. So we were like sleeping underneath these boards, you know, and it's like this giant knife fin that's kind of right <laughs> over your head and you're, you're laying there and there's like one earthquake happens and it's like, okay, let's, let's make a plan for where you can stick this board and leave it uh, close to the beach. So that was the whole idea is having some board storage for long boards close to the water. And then, you know, by that turn also having a place where you can kind of like warm up and we've got these heated benches um, and, and spaces. So you can kind of like have more like a, a sense of amenities. So we start opened like a place like that in Pacifica up in the Bay Area. And then we've opened a couple more since then. Now we're down here kind of back where Julie's from. And um, yeah, right now kind of the Ventura model is really focusing on just the the coaching and um, getting people in the water, really educating people when they're in the water. And you guys have a lot of customers and, and clients who are in the fitness space. But oh, yeah. Kind of like that mentality of, you know, giving people the good sense of etiquette, being good stewards of the ocean, being stewards of the wave here in Ventura. Um, and also, you know, offering some other, you know, amenities in our in our space, like a demo boards so that you can go out and try those uh, fiberglass boards that are like really expensive and maybe like a big, a better a bit of a bigger commitment. Um, but we have like all these different programs, different types of memberships. So you can, you know, try out a demo board with us and, uh, you know, you can also, you know, get a coaching session, do a lot of different things in our space. And we also have like a really cool retail zone that has surf gear, outdoor gear, camping gear, all kinds of things like that. So hell yeah, there's you, a whole yeah. lot going you on in one little around. spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it yeah. all started with some storage needs yeah. up in, up in the Bay area was, so was that a big change for you, for the both of you? Not only was it cold, but did you lose a lot of your own personal space when you went up there to San Francisco? I know it's usually pretty packed in there. Exactly. Living up, you know, in an apartment, you're walking up the steps, trying not to ding the board on the way in. I'd be um, getting out of the water and just jumping into my car, you know, wetsuit dripping all over the seat, like blasting the <laughs> I was heat, say, crank the heat up, driving home. So the, the business really came out of those needs that I had. One was, you know, missing community too. I would just bust out of the parking lot, like skidding out because I'd be <laughs> so cold, want to get home to my shower. And But I would miss hanging out and like meeting people and chatting on the sand and stuff like that. So that was a real big part of why we started Traveler as well, just to have those like-minded people crossing over, you know, having surf buddies meet each other. Um, so that was part of it. Yeah. And then the storage and the getting warm part, you know, just, just wanting to kind of take the, some of those barriers out of your surfing day. If you think about surfing, you're like, oh man, I gotta, you know, there's traffic or gotta strap my board down or I have to run to work right after. So really trying to ease those pain points of, of we want people to surf more, you know, get warm, be happy. Well, it seemed like you had the right idea and that's probably a great spot to start. Cause I wouldn't imagine like, I'm not too familiar with the area, but I wouldn't imagine like living in the heart of San Francisco is necessarily close to a surf spot. Is it a pretty decent drive to get to the Pacifica area where you started? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of surfers in the East Bay and so they're driving across the Bay Bridge that takes, you know, from 30 minutes to an hour and a half down to get to the water. Some people don't have cars. Um, there's folks that surf on the peninsula, you know, down Palo Alto area, up in Marin. So there's a lot of, actually, there's a ton of surfers in the Bay Area, and there wasn't really anything that was catering to that. Um, yeah. And what surfer community. wants to sit in work traffic, you know, trying to get trying to get to the surf yeah. spot? Doesn't sound like Gotta a, make it easy for them. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound <laughs> like a... traffic everywhere. I mean, yeah. down here, it's like, it's crazy, too. I mean, the nice thing about Ventura is you actually don't have... Too much. I mean, it's like the one place where you can, you know, get on an actual bike and and just bike to the beach, which is one of the things that we're most stoked about being down here. Um, but yeah, I think you know, just just having that space where um, we feel like you know, kind of all the all the ideas and dreams that you know 
have gone into, you know, come from Julie's experience teaching and, you know, you know, curating like museum exhibits and putting that like surf history and, and that love of the sport and the, like the bigger picture of just not just a sport. It's a, it's sort of a lifestyle. It's so totally a lifestyle. That, yeah. Having that be part of like what are, what we're doing in yeah. this space. Cause it is one of those sports, right? Like Julie, you were, you were lucky enough to be able to make it professionally, but you know, you always think of, I'm a huge sports person. So you think of like baseball and the NBA and the NFL, and it's super rare just to get into those sports. And they have a team of a full roster of people where surfing is 100% individual. And then it doesn't have that many outlets for you to take that individual route too. So it's definitely more of a lifestyle commitment than, you know, a sport. So it's cool. It's it's cool that you you, you thought of that, you know, coming from the professional side and being able to transition just into the lifestyle side after that. Um, But you didn't move up to the Bay Area to start Traveler Surf Club. So when did that transition actually happen? Like, when did you finally open up the doors on the first Traveler's uh, outpost? It was in Pacifica, October 2016. October 2016. Wow, yeah. so seven years now. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And we, we've been down here in Ventura for the last two years. And so that's really been the focus is kind of like getting back to, you know, just the space. This, this community is so different, I think. And, um, and it's just such a cool place because there's – a lot of entrepreneurs, there's a lot of small businesses. We're listening to some of the other folks mm-hmm. that you guys have been talking to. And it's like kind of cool when you like listen to a podcast and you hear somebody's backstory and you also know who they are because, you know, you either sell their stuff in the shop or they've you've come through. And it's a really like rad community in Ventura that I think, um, I mean, Julie knew this because she grew up around here, but uh, I've really kind of had my eyes opened a lot more to, you know, what's, you know, what a, what a special space this is. And that there's not that sense of like kind of corporate, you know, you know, tons of corporate buildings or businesses in this space. You walk down main street and it's people who are, you know, kind of started everything from scratch, which is, which is really cool. It is. It's awesome. And it's a lot of, a lot of like incredible products are right here, born and like grown in, yeah. in Ventura. And that's been probably my biggest, uh, you know, thing that I'm thankful for since being able to host this show at the yellow table is getting to know the people behind the products. Cause before, you know, I only knew it for the tasty food or the beer or the great service at whatever these businesses are. Mm-hmm. And the people are just as epic as, as the businesses. So uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying hearing, hearing your guys' story and, you have four locations now, right? You're mentioning Ventura, but there's Pacifica, Santa Cruz, Ventura, and Malibu, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So that's all happened over the first seven years. Has that been has that been pretty tough trying to expand? That's a pretty big expansion, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. in a short amount of time. It yeah. has to have some hurdles. Yeah, there's hurdles. It's like, you know, it's all hurdles. It's just like, you know, you're just hurdles. hurdles. Hundred meter hurdles <laughs> I can talk there, hurdles. Yeah. yeah, it's hurdles all day long. So just yeah, say it's, it's been a lot. It's waves, you know. Um, there you go. You know, there you ups go. and downs and um, riding some really fun ones and smooth sailing in some ways. And then some. sometimes the conditions are windy and, and crazy. But um, no, it's been super, super fun. And they're all, I mean, all the locations are in communities that I have a, a personal connection with, whether um, it's I, I used to live there or, you know, know the surf community well. And, and so we try to tailor each uh, shop to listen to what the community needs are for that location too. It's not like we're stamping out franchises, you know, it's just, we want to, we kind of listen to what the customers are looking for and we stock those products. We support local makers. We have tons of pop-ups like almost every weekend. If you come by one of our shops, there's either like a flower pop-up happening or a local baker's baked bread and they're out front selling or like a local photographer has prints. It's 
Yeah, I see you guys have really a bunch fun. a bunch for like for Earth Month too. Like this month, you guys yeah. have a lot of stuff going on. And I even noticed that you're promoting, you know, brands that, that are earth friendly on your website. Definitely. So it's definitely a super good checkout. Um, but I wanna know out of all those spots, all four locations that you have a spot, which one is your favorite break? Out of all of them. If oh, you had to pick if you had to pick one as your favorite break. No, you know, you know, they're all great, but one of them's gotta be your favorite. What time of year are you talking? <laughs> right. Whatever whatever right. your favorite time of year to surf, I guess is. I think that's the idea. That there's always like a you know, a spot. But I think I know C Street for me anyway is just a I'm I'm not a pro surfer. I'm definitely not a pro <laughs> surfer. Um so uh, a more chill wave, a more um, just like a friendly environment, and uh, just you know, it's it's an it's a much easier access to that break. Um, but also, it's you know, it's world class, and all these places that we we try to line up at are are world class. And uh, C Street is. I don't know, like going out there and sitting on the beach and just watching the talent level in the water is is pretty phenomenal. And sometimes the talent is coming from somebody who, you know, is like a pro and they're just, you know, like they're kicking it because they're, you know, they don't have to be on a on the circuit right now and they're just passing through. Yeah. Or it's just like a little Grom who's out in the water, like going crazy. And there's all these cool programs, I think, that, um, you know, we kind of known about through friends that, that uh, you know, operate in the area. Mary Osborne has this rad surf camp that she teaches all, you know, like these local groms and, um, and, you know, it's just cool to see that. And you see the, the, the level of talent in the water on that wave at C street, which is the one that we're closest to. So we're out there a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, just like watching that and being inspired and, and like kind of awestruck by the, the cool, the cool factor of the individuals who are surfing in that lineup. And it's it's a year round spot. That's yeah. what's so great. You know, South Swell, Northwest Swell, any kind of swell. There's something happening at Sea Street, and our shop is you know a stone's throw from from it. So come come by the shop, say hi to the staff, and, and check in, and then take a beach cruiser and, and get out in the water on a lunch break or something. It's it's pretty special. So so I, I know where it's at, but let's let the listeners know if they're wondering right now. You're mm-hmm. right across from, from Tony's Pizzeria, correct? In that little shopping center. Love Tony's. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that is my spot. That's like my son's like go-to spot now. So Anytime good. there's something to celebrate, like good grades or an award or a yeah. birthday or something, it's mandatory Tony's. I think Tony's. they've made every episode almost. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. They come, up, they come up pretty often. It's like, and, yeah, it's like the, uh, they, it's like, they open at 11. And I know that because they start making pizza at like 10 <laughs> and you like smell 15, it and yeah. I smell it and I start like getting the shakes. Yeah. It's like, is oh, it it's about to open. Yeah. It's like, so yeah, no, yeah Tony's, Tony's, Tony's made it through. Yeah. Made it through like the, the definitely the first year. And, and then, also, yeah. I also shout out to uh, surfers point cafe. They have new owners over there. Um, so it's a really good cafe right on the corner there with all the surfboards out front. Yeah. That place has been there forever. I'm, I'm excited to try it under the new man. I don't know if it's yeah, new management new or owners. new branding, but yeah, yeah. I'm excited to, to try the new, the new brand going there i haven't been able to make yeah, it you in guys yet should check them out they're really cool like nice people and i think they, they're doing some like outdoor barbecue stuff this summer so oh, it should cool. be a little fun little scene over there but yeah right there thompson figueroa you just keep heading down uh figueroa and then you you know you're right there at the can't miss it yeah and and it is cool you guys are in a great spot because there's always fun stuff like tony's does the thursday's reggae's if mm-hmm. if surfers point cafe is going to be doing outdoor barbecue and you guys are in a perfect spot to yeah. hopefully see some more clientele totally we got the fairgrounds right there and then the amtrak yeah. lets off right there too so it's it's really convenient and then downtown's like a block and a half away so we love that spot yeah, yeah. and like you said it's so close to the it's so close to the water i think it's really really cool that you offer 
offer that surfboard storage. Is that one of your more popular uh, services that you provide at the different outposts? Because I think it's I think it's genius because it's difficult. Like even at our house, mm. we have a garage, but my wife has like it's I think it's up to like nine or ten boards. So oh, wow. and she's mostly a longboard surfer, so they take up a lot of space. So they're like, I have them hung from the rafters. I created this whole like standing shelf and it's still running out of space. I think we need to get his wife a surf locker. I think, you you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll find space for her. Definitely. She's interested. She's interested. We'll make it happen. We'll get her. Yeah. Board storage is definitely a a popular product of ours. There's kind of three big services that we offer in that backyard surf club zone. One of them is the surfboard storage. Um, The other ones, like Rel mentioned, um, lessons and kind of coaching. And then the third one is uh, the rentals and the demos. So kind of foam boards, whether you're a beginner, we've got the wetsuits and the board, you know, foam boards. And then we have the more kind of intermediate advanced boards for folks that like, for example, if I was traveling up and down the coast and I didn't bring my board, but I want to ride a really nice board, say the waves are firing, you know, out at Sea Street, um, you you know, you can pull up and and rent a really nice um, from like a little fish to up to like a nine, eight or something. Um, log to get your gills wet when you're traveling so Heck yeah can travel without boards and just rent from us so a few different offerings um, for the services so yeah. I think that's a great service because I was looking at it and I, w- I wasn't positive I-, I wanted to definitely ask you what the what the board demo program is all about and you definitely just just told me how did you how did you come up with that idea did that actually happen to you once traveling and didn't have a board on you exactly so I traveled <laughs> for about 10 years doing the prolonged board tour and I would lug behind me this huge 10-foot board bag with two long boards and a like a six foot fish in there and it was Jeez. people be like what's in there <laughs> yeah. you know, i'm like oh it's called a coffin board bag it looks crazy they're like is that a kayak <laughs> so after 10 years of lugging boards ar- around the world literally i'm just like over traveling with boards i'm, I'm done <laughs> so um so now whenever we travel i just don't bring a board and if i happen upon a, a rental shop that has a nice board i'm, I'm super thrilled so i want to kind of provide that opportunity to too for for other surfers that are traveling up and down the California coast really have nice equipment that they can stop in and trust that we're going to have good boards Um, not only good boards they're all locally shaped so each store in each traveler surf club we have um, the demo boards are again made by local shapers so that you can try those boards and then most likely we'll have one on the rack of the same exact model or we'll have that relationship with the shaper. If they love it and they want to buy a new one, we'll be like, hey, here's their contact info. Like, yeah. have fun. Try or, before you buy. Because it's a big commitment to buy a board. You oh, know? I know. They're, ex- they're expensive. <laughs> they're expensive. Yeah. They, they, and we yeah, like to up. try to do local shapers, too. Yeah. Like, my wife has a infatuation for blinky boards, obviously. Oh, yes. And then yes. she's like got, a dentist, got a dentist rider, too, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's so cool that you actually do the local shapers of each each spot. Because, every, like you said, it's a lifestyle. It's a community. Every spot has their guy. It's you true. Know. Or girl. Or girl, yeah. of, Rachel course. Lord. of course. Yeah. Of course. Shout, shout, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Rachel Lord, amazing artist uh, and surfboard shaper here in Ventura. And Ian Zamora, beautiful shapes. Um, and he's been, you know, shaping for a long time also in Ventura. So those are the, our two kind of like local folks. And, you know, we're always open to, to more shapers and, you know, carrying cool stuff. So Cool. And are those boards, are those boards demo boards that uh, someone can go and try at Travelers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there. I think yeah. so. We've got a Rachel Lord board, I believe. And so we'll have to have to hound Ian to give us a demo board that folks can try, but they always just get snapped up. It's hard to like, 
you know, you're like, oh, this one, you know, you can try it. And then it's, it's gone. They try it and they buy They it. try and buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see, I can see yeah. that probably being a constant, constant problem for you. Um, I was wondering also with this business model, if you run into a problem, I know that you, you, everything that you've mentioned, like you're engulfing yourself in the community, but is that kind of, is that, is, is that trouble? Because to me, surfing's like a very local based kind of, uh, recreational activity. So do you have trouble being accepted right away when you open up the outpost um, as far as business like coming to you or never had that problem? No, I mean, I think it's like a normal thing anywhere. I mean, you can, any new business and like, you know, you got to get people, you know, it's, it's work to get people through your doors. It's work to, you know, just be part of a community and, and be new, whether you've lived in that community for 20 years, you know, like starting a new business is, you know, I know a lot of people made that analogy. It's like having a kid. It's just like, you know, you don't know what you're doing when you first start out and um, so I think, you know, there's always challenges for sure. And in the surf community can be edgy. It can also be super embracing and super welcoming. And I think for us, you know, we've been fortunate enough to just, you know, have good relationships with lots of people in the communities where we have um, locations and always made sure to do that before going in and not just kind of going in blind or, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with any kind of sense of bravado, like how we're going to, you know, put our thing, you know, do it this way. It's like, no, listen, be part of the community, you know, you know, invite other people into the space, invite local makers into your space, invite local surfers into your space and like, just be cool with people. And, you know, I think it, I think it works out pretty well. Just respect, respect in the lineup, respect and, you know, business sense as well. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, and all those, all those vibes you're giving me right now, I can feel it. And so I, I'm, I'm not surprised that the communities kind of reciprocate that back to the both of you as well. Yeah. So, um, mo- moving, moving forward though, what is, what does uh, TSC have planned in the future? What does the future hold for Traveler Surf Club? Are you, are you happy with the locations you have or are there big plans for the future as well? I think a lot of focusing on like progression and coaching and just, you know, um, one thing that, you know, we, we really want to, um, dive deeper into we've done, um, is kind of develop like a little guide that came out of, you know, we've given a lot of lessons. We do a lot of one-on-one coaching. Our philosophy for coaching, and Julie can talk more about this because she's the one that really has the experience with it, but really diving into that and like educating people in the ocean, getting, you know, lessons and um, having people learn how to surf and be independent in the water and not just be, you know, kind of like, you know, you can surf on vacation, you can go out and, you know, get pushed into a wave and have an awesome time and that's wonderful. But if you really want to like get, you know, good at surfing and, and kind of take it on as a lifestyle sport that's what we're kind of really trying to lean into in the next year you know and the coming in the future so yeah your experience with that yeah just educating our customers as much as we can and continue having fun we've got a lot of cool pop-ups coming up like you mentioned we're doing um kind of a maker's market spring fair i think may 20th um with live music at our ventura shop and out in the parking lot we're working with um some filmmakers to hopefully have some like movie nights this summer. Cool. That'll be fun. Um, oh, like independent film movie nights. Yeah. Like small, you know, small, rootsy, oh, local. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I dig that. Nights. Um, we've just had so much support from like the local breweries and, and the surf, like just all the, the different communities we've been involved in a lot of different events and there's always so much going on. Um, so we're just stoked to be having a good summer. You know, we are all crawling out of that wet winter and just <laughs> like so excited for spring and summer and, 
uh, yeah, the future looks bright and exciting. 100%. Yeah, I think it's I think it's perfect timing to, to feature the both of you and Traveler Surf Club as the Persistence Culture Business of the Month, too. Uh, because like you said, the weather is finally starting to shift. We're used to it just never really shifting at all. And then we actually had a winter this year. So I feel like everybody's a little more antsy to get out there, get to the beach, get to the water. Um, have you seen business start to ramp up already with the hot weather we had over the last week or two? Yeah, definitely. Spring break is always kind of a good turning point, you know, to, to when uh, everything kind of everything blooms literally and figuratively so yeah it's been it's been good and we, we do monthly meetups too which has been nice um, and you guys are totally invited I think we're trying to set up a date to uh, to to go surf with some of your uh, listeners but uh, every first Saturday of the month we do just like a free community surf meetup we meet up at a shop at 9 30 so just want to put that out there before I forget um, everyone's invited just oh, so cool which Saturday is that uh, every first Saturday of the month first Saturday of the month yeah, awesome just meet up at the shop walk down together you know all levels all ages whatever just go and surf together kind of build that community oh yeah that's so cool um, I'm, I'm more interested in, in the coaching as well though what kind of what kind of coaching options are out there like for a newbie like me that has no idea and I'm terrified to get anywhere near the lineup because I don't want to screw up somebody on like the best set wave of the day. What kind of options do I have to learn? Everything. Yeah. And I think that's a, a classic, um, you know, um, the confidence issue that a lot of people have is kind of like they don't want to mess up someone's wave or they don't want to look like a kook on their first time or whatever. <laughs> and the kook thing I'm fine with because I know that I am. <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an easy kook. I'm fine with that. I just don't want to screw yeah. up somebody that could have, you know, shredded a wave just by me doing something dumb. Right. And that's the, that's what's so fun about teaching is like, like we've, all of the instructors that we work with, you know, have spent years of their lives, you know, kind of figuring out these unspoken rules and surfing and now how get to share them with their clients um and so we've got instructors that have whether they've taught at the kelly slater surf ranch and been a guide there or they're just like a great local longboarder or we've got someone that sur started surfing later in life um we've got a range of coaches that kind of fit everyone's personality and their their um abilities so we can take someone that's totally new you know they have to be able to swim that's a, a requirement <laughs> but can take them on their first lesson um, or, you know, again, up to kind of advanced coaching sessions for people that are doing competitions and stuff. We can kind of coach that whole range. So we've got wetsuits, boards, leashes, good advice. Yeah, get you in the water and, and just enjoy shop. it. Yeah, have a good time. And I think getting out there and, and, and really teaching that etiquette. So it's like, yeah, this is what, you know, it's all, there's so much to, to take in when you're learning to surf, like, you know, about the tides and the conditions and when should I go and not to go, all those types of things, like really trying to focus focus in on that like so much can be learned on land you know before you even get in the water um and so that's a big part of kind of like the one-on-one -on -one, um, sessions that we do with folks and kind of explaining that um so again like you're confident when you get out there you're not gonna mess anyone up of course and you'll have someone with you to make sure you don't but you know even when you go out on your own you're you know you kind of know how to you know, it's like driving on the highway, you know, you just got to know how to, how to merge, how to get off, how to be safe. And that's, that's the whole idea. Nice. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds great. And then, so if I, if I start out here at Ventura, but I find myself at Malibu and I want to go into the traveler surf club there in Malibu, do you have like an all-inclusive membership? Is it, or are you like yeah. a separate membership for different places? How does that work? Totally. We have like a passport membership, so you can go to different spots. Um, so it's like, you know, you can be a member and then it's like a little bit of an add-on. So you you can go into those other spots and have like you know kind of the access and then get discounts on 
the, you know, the equipment rentals and stuff like that. So again, if you didn't want to bring your board in, you know, on a little trip up and down the coast, you can always get one from us that's, you know, guaranteed to be pretty high quality and it's going to give you a good time at that specific break, you know, try to have a board for yeah. you that that's going to work for you out there at the member price. So our members get 10% off everything in store. It's kind of a little perk of oh, the wow. product mm-hmm. and then they get discounts on the rentals and lessons and, and basically all the services as well. Heck yeah, that's awesome. And then and then if uh, I think it's genius too cuz I'm thinking of all the possibilities like if I go up to Pacifico or one of these places I'm going to be there for a weekend, I don't want to lug my surfboard around. Yeah. You can just store it there and use it and it's convenient right by the ocean anytime you want it for your vacations. Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah. of the folks that, you know, it's like you think about as as we get older and a lot of people have families and kids and, you know, it, it's great if you can take your whole family to the beach and all the kids can surf and, you know, do all that. But it, it's a big commitment, you know, and so a lot of folks just kind of want to get in the water and it's like going to the gym, you know, and you don't have that guilt feeling of like, oh, I, I dragged my whole family to the beach. But I really want to catch waves. It's like, yeah. cool, you make it, we make it really easy. They can come in, they can, you know, rent a, a fiberglass board, get in the water, come out and the, the family's still on the beach and everybody's stoked. And, you know, but there's not that sense of like you're lugging the board around as part of that, you know, your whole vacation or whatever. Just make it really easy to have a good time um, when you're, when you're by the beach or when you buy that great break. That is, that is, that is amazing. I, I love the story behind the business and how it all started and all the service that, services uh, that you provide to the surfer communities. But when did when did the partnership of Rail and Julie start? When did when did you two meet each other for this great business partnership to be founded? Well, we're we're actually married. So oh, you're married. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so that makes it easy. <laughs> yeah, uh, we met back in uh, yeah 2010. 2010 yeah. yeah, so we we've, we've known each other for a long time, and then have I had a business uh, as well before this, um, and so I've just kind of come into you know working on Traveler like over the years, and and becoming more uh, you know involved in the business and partnership. So. We've, we've kind of always been, you know, on the same page with, with, uh, with what Traveler is about and have, have been growing from there. So Hell it's yeah. been nice. How long, how long was uh, the idea there? I don't know. Like Gosh. Years, right? Like, yeah, the idea definitely took a little while to kind of percolate. And it was so fun to think about and, and, and kind of figure out all the details and just dream it up. Probably and make like it at least two so, years, I'd say, yeah. you know, yeah, like you kind of think about it and then you think about it a little more and then you talk to people about it and get input and then you write it down. I mean, you know, it's a whole process. I'm sure you guys like, you know, talk to lots of entrepreneurs and it, it, you know, never, nothing's overnight, yeah. you know, and it's still, you know, it's still ongoing. That's probably the one consistency. Everything's kind of, everything's kind of different as far as the journey and how fast it scales up. Like, like for you two instance, I, f- I feel like you guys have scaled your business like incredibly quick and efficiently and, and well done too, um, which is tough to do. But, but yeah, the, the dream usually starts much, much before. Wait, who, who was the who was the first one that actually put it out there as we should start a business? Well, definitely Julie. I mean, Julie, she's the okay. one that was. Yeah, like I'm not. You know, I'm not. Like, I got I'm, not, I'm not. You know, chomping at the bit to start a start business necessarily. But but Rel's got the Rel's going to, was going to business school uh, as at the time that I was kind of writing the business plan and had all had all the, had all this industry experience and I just wanted to do something a little differently, like from a perspective that I hadn't seen before. Um, and so Rel, you know, really encouraged me to, to go with it. And at first it was me and, and Rel kind of um, chiming in. And then it's like, okay, we're doing this together. There's no way I could do this on my own. So it's been really fun. And we, we really balance each other out. I'm, I'm sure you hear that a lot too with partnerships, but it, you know, we really, uh, 
are the kind of the yin yang and, and it all works out. Yeah. That's great. That's what you need. That's what I I feel like my wife and I are that same way. And you need that partnership Mm -hmm. and you need it in every aspect of life, especially like she's my, she's my yang to just my professional life. I don't, Mm -hmm. we don't have a business together, but my work life, you know, I need her to balance that all out together. So for both of you to have that, I think it's probably incredibly well for the business. Yeah, it goes well. I think it's a, it's good because we're always on, we're always aligned with like, do what's best, do what's best for us, do what's best for the company, you know, whatever, how, whatever that like looks like. Um, you know, there's not like kind of that, sometimes you get tensions in partnerships, mm-hmm. like someone's, you know, vying for attention or, you know, all yeah. those little things for us. It's more just like, you know, again, it's like a kid. So you, you do what's best for the kid. I don't know. Maybe that's that right. makes it, that's naive <laughs> about raising, raising children, but, um, I don't know. It is that simple yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a little simple. more, you're just like, yeah, what's best for them? There's you know, a little whatever. more variables like, to it. it. Yeah, I think, exactly. you know, the variables <laughs> pop up more often, no but fighting that's, when you're raising yeah, at the, at the end of the day, that's that's what it's all about. But give me the details. You you you, you navigated around that question well. When did you two meet? When did the when did the true partnership begin? I moved from I actually am from the East Coast, so I moved out to New York and um, from, New and York. from New York. Sorry, cool to uh, Oceanside. Nice. And met Julie in Oceanside. So we kind of met down there when again she was working at the Surf Museum. I was working at a. Uh, a company inland that was in like the cosmetics fashion and uh, industry and so that was sort of where we first met and then I went to business school up in the Bay Area so that's what kind of got us up there um, uh, and then you know and then I, I think Julie had had enough of the weather after I love a, you, after San a Francisco, while. We, love, <laughs> we love that area and she went to school in Santa Cruz so um, but yeah that that we kind of needed to warm back up again. Cool. Get back Oceanside to took that New York blood from you real quick or what? <laughs> uh, the first time I, I think I went out on the beach in Oceanside, I had um, a leather jacket and a pair of like <laughs> yes. boots on, and I brought my laptop because yeah. I was like, "What do you do so at the beach?" Cool. I was like, what? "What's this like? like? What's the plan here?" You know, like I was like super fresh from New York City, like downtown, living in the village. So I, you know, it took me like a little bit, and then Julie just you know was like, "That's." So not cool. Yeah. Like get, like get, <laughs> sit over there if you're gonna do that. And then you know she's like, "Here's the rhythm. We're gonna go get a taco now and like relax." And um, yeah, yeah. And that's not hard to get used to. No, you get used to it real quick. I rem- yeah. I'm from New Jersey originally, so I remember the first time I stepped off the plane in San Diego and, mm. and saw like I was I, I'm from New Jersey, but I never went to Florida or anything on vacation. So I had literally basically never seen a palm tree except for one vacation to Bermuda at this point. And mm. like as soon as I walked off the plane in San Diego, I was like, nah, I don't think I'm ever going back to New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's real quick to get used to. Yeah, it's great. It's a cool. Yeah, yeah I love California. So um, Julie, you were working at the Surf Museum at this time when you yeah. when you met. Yep. So how did you end up getting? I feel like that's a, a, a very like uh, unique spot to end up professionally. How did you get in with the Surf Museum down yeah. in Oceanside? Well, after doing the the pro longboard tour and teaching surfing in Mexico, I taught surfing in Mexico about eight seasons. I'd fly back and forth down to Sayulita, and uh, I think it was just time to like either I move to Mexico or I've <laughs> got to kind of get something steady going here in California because like all the back and forth was um, just a lot to kind of manage. So, um, surf museum was hiring. I was living in Oceanside, and it was a really really fun, perfect fit. They were looking for kind of an operations manager to help them move locations from their little teeny spot on coast highway into a much bigger location. And, um, they took me along for the ride and I was their, like I said, operations manager and I grew into the executive director role. 
um, within a few years. So that was really, really fun. Again, I learned a lot more about business at that time, you know, being a pro surfer and I had gone to massage school as well after college. So I was like doing massage therapy and coaching surfing into the kind of more operations role. And then, you know, leading a surf museum nonprofit was, um, was super cool. Um, so yeah, about four and a half years there and meeting all kinds of legends that I didn't even know existed and just getting so inspired. Uh, it was, it was awesome. I was going to say, it sounds like a blast. Like right. I'm envisioning my, my version of that. And that'd be like me getting a job at like some, like, like the hall of fame in Cooperstown or something mm -hmm. like that. <laughs> That's like what I get to do for work and yeah. all the people yeah. you're going to get to meet yeah. through that. I mean, that was probably epic. It was amazing. I'd be, you know, sitting, I would put on white gloves and kind of flip through some of the old photographs so we wouldn't damage them. Um, Got to do an exhibit about the history of women surfing, which of course was super cool. Oh so yeah, that's rad! Meet, like, nice. All these other amazing women that you know, from you know eighteen hundreds, kind of learning about that whole history up to today, and and then we had an opening party for that exhibit. So it was just like all these cool women from you know super young to to the legends that are still surfing, kind of age seventy five. Um, so yeah, it was super fun. We did also a, an exhibit with of the transition years from the kind of the longboard to the shortboard. Uh, we did some skateboarding exhibits from when the wheels were clay to kind of um, the more like rubber polyurethane wheels. Um, gosh, it's so much fun. That is, it sounds like a blast. I'm also like a history nerd too. So history of anything to me, I find incredibly, incredibly interesting. So that had to be, that'd be a lot of fun, but I'd imagine pro surfing has to be pretty cool too. When did you become a pro surfer? How old were you? I was 20. I was um, going to college and um, I had been doing a lot of amateur events. Um, the pro women's longboard tour was, there's a few events around the world uh, in, during that time. I think it's grown a lot recently, but uh, we would do Australia. There was a couple contests in Australia and things like that. So I got sponsored by Roxy, which was a great brand to be sponsored by at the time. Um, and would travel the world doing different events or photo shoots. You know, if we got our photos in the magazines, we'd, you know, get paid a little extra money Heck and yeah. do video shoots, um, things like that. So yeah, it was super fun. It was a lot of work, you know, so it's, it's not like, a, a it's not like a easy breezy kind of thing. You working hard and, and making things happen. So, um, again, just learning experience, all kind of up giving me that experience to, you know, to now, run traveler and kind of have those all those life lessons that I've learned along the way but it was super and fun all the, like people that she oh, yeah. knows like I <laughs> am so stoked on like all the friends that Julie you know it's like you can go anywhere in the world as long as there's a body of water there like, yeah she's gonna know any someone. coastal <laughs> land but yeah, those are the spots out, you want to like, go yeah. though I mean there's yeah. very few inland yeah. spots that you're yeah. like yeah I really would love to go there so that's the right people to know in the right places yeah. so speaking of those places Julie what's the coolest or your most favorite spot that you've ever got to got to surf oh man <laughs> oh man um of course you know stalled really long time thinking about this one but I, I it always comes back to like leo creo which is just down the road here in malibu um the north part of malibu it's just such a beautiful spot you guys probably been there oh yeah just take the one and right we were supposed to go crew. camping there last last oh. week but it's still closed because it got demolished yeah. with all the rain so yeah. I just love Leo. I yeah. mean, I've been to Japan and surfed there, and that's super interesting that, you know, there's, like, green tea as soon as you get out of the water, like, hot green tea and awesome culture. You know, Spain is really fun. Just, I think the, the waves are not only amazing in other parts of the world, but it's all about the culture and just meeting the people and, like, just having having your eyes wide open um, to all the other cultures out there. So there's nothing like home, um, but there's been there's some amazing places out there. I was going to say, this is maybe the first time you haven't mentioned the Leo Creo Camp Store is your first 
job. Oh yeah, my backstory. <laughs> your, your super original inspiration was, you know, when Julie used to work at the Leo Creo camp store with yeah, so I, I grew up doing the junior guard program at Leo Creo State Beach. So that's where I kind of like learned to swim and paddle and, you know, pretend to rescue people and first aid and all that good stuff. Heck and there's, yeah. a, there's a store at the campground um, that if you were to camp there, you would go and get your firewood yep. and ice from and your beer and your cigarettes. A, and a your good buddy of mine hands. at work, his his friend's daughter works there now. Uh, so oh, yeah. Hey, I'll have to meet her. <laughs> yeah, so it's so interesting. Check in with her in like 40 years and see what she's up to because it's a good start. It? Well, <laughs> I'm sure she has to love it. I mean, what, you're stoked when you're you're a young kid and that's your job. Like, so sick. Like camp out in the back. They had like a little trailer back there and then on my breaks I would just go surf. My boss Tony would be like, Joel, go surfing and come back wet hair, you know, my Birkenstocks and like just work the rest of my shift and it was amazing. So anyway, that's kind of like the whole like origin story. I feel like it's Traveler, but like uh, it's like the Traveler is the more mature version of what the camp store kind of was. And that's like the spirit that we kind of have with Travelers, like the camping stuff and the outdoors and hiking and surfing and that community and like, you know, drinking a beer out, out front on the porch, you know, is kind of the vibe of that I want my business to be like That is a forever. great vibe to yeah. shoot for. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think that's awesome. I mean, literally that story right there of you and the Leo Creo uh, camp store and things like that, that's literally sounds like a movie, movie real role of mm-hmm. how you start a life of being a pro surfer to, <laughs> to owning a great business like TSC. Um, and I think you hit that vibe with everything too. Like like uh, the merchandise that you provide, I think is awesome i think it, nice. i think it, like the the vibe to it and the look to it uh, it's it's spot on for how you're explaining you want that business um rel you have a background in fashion design yeah right? i had a company that um <clears throat> made outerwear aligned with artwork it was called silver lining so we work with different artists and we basically like i have a jacket here but since it's radio i'll just describe it but you open it up and basically the inside inside looks like a painting so the whole idea is it's what's inside that counts and we would get do a little give back to um, arts education programs for kids nice. um so yeah we started that and so i had a lot of you know industry experience doing like cut and sew and design and um we've really streamlined that i don't do you know it's not nearly as complicated as that um, in terms of the merchandise that we have at traveler but i think just you know really focusing on what's the quality of the garment? Where is it made? You know, what, you know, what's the hand feel to it? And just like having good design, really simple silhouettes, shapes, things that, you know, everyone kind of looks good in, looks good on all bodies. That's been, sounds easy, but um, that's been the challenge what we're trying to put yeah, out. Yeah, it sounds easy, but that is very difficult yeah. to do. And I, I think, I think you've done a great, great job at it. Um, so where did your, where did your background in fashion begin before that silver lines? What, what drove the passion to be a part of that company? Um, well, I started silver lining, uh, myself. So oh, you I started, founded silver lining. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I started that in business school. And, um, so before that I was working actually when I was living down in, um, Oceanside, I was working for a company that, um, manufactured, uh, nail stickers of all things, like oh, these funky hey. design, like stickers that you put on your nails. My daughter metallic. loves them things. <laughs> yeah. And they like, so they had them on, you know, all these different celebrities, Lady Gaga and Beyonce and stuff oh, like that. Cool. And then they worked with different fashion designers. So they would, you know, get like, um, you know, Alexander McQueen prints on these and then we would, I would be going and doing partnerships with those brands. Like, going to Europe and getting like these special nails that were, you know, designed special for their runway shows and their, their spring summer collections. So it was a small part of like sort of extending the, whatever the brand collection, especially if it had a print. So I kind of got into it that way, like through a a previous uh, company that I worked for. 
And then I just, I saw the idea of like those collaborations and, and seeing how, you know, how can you kind of like make a canvas, you know, different, you know, take something that, you know, off of the wall, you know, if we, if this company can put it on, you know, a fingernail, then I can put it inside of a jacket and, you know, tell a story there. So that was kind of my really beautiful thought around it. So if we wanted to see some, some product from silver lining, how do we, how do we get our eyes on it to well, I don't, get I don't own it, it anymore, but, okay. uh, yeah, uh, you know, you kind of traveler, we still have, yeah, yeah we, we sell like these beautiful denim jackets. That's yeah. We still have them. Pieces. We still have some in Victoria travelers. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Check it out. Come in the store <laughs> and I'll, and, and ask. Heck yeah. <laughs> we'll all show right. It to you. I will. I will. <laughs> um, so it, I, was it, was it, uh, nail stickers that brought you from New York to Oceanside? How did you yeah. end up on the California coast? Yeah, I was working in, in New York and, um, kind of like media, uh, fashion media. And, um, I, yeah, found it was partnered again with a company that, you know, had come out to New York. We did a feature on them in the magazine that I was working on. And, and then I just kind of got to know the owners of that company and, you know, thought that what they were doing was really cool at the time. They had really had this innovative new product, um, that was kind of taking off. And so I, you know, I, I needed a little change up anyway. And I had been in New York for like six winters and, <laughs> that's enough right there. Yeah, it just that's it. Like, I was just not going to stay there for a second longer. And yep. so I kind of, um, you know, latched on to this this company and these these two entrepreneurs and, and said, hey, guys, you know, need help with anything. And I'll, I'll come out and, you know, relocate and, and be out in California. So it's kind of what got me got me um, 3000 miles across the country. So it's beautiful. The stars aligned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it just works out, you know, like it life does. is cool. Like it just, the journey, just follow what you're, you're interested in. And, you know, when you find somebody that's doing something cool and, you know, you want to be a part of their journey, you know, go for it because, you know, it can kind of lead you in your own direction ultimately, I think. And keeping those relationships has always been, you know, for both of us, um, what's gotten us where we are. Definitely. Well said. It's like when you find those good relationships, keep them. You know, I mean, yeah. people are so, so people are so hesitant or resistant to, you know, opening themselves up to multiple relationships. I think I think it's the best thing. I think I think networking with good people is just how you make your life more rich and more full, because when you're around good people, you end up just doing a lot of cool, good things and you end up with with really good vibes. Did yeah. you true? Did you grow up in downtown New York or? No, I'm, I grew up in Philadelphia. Oh, in Philly. Philly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Where are you from in New Jersey? Trenton. So, oh, yeah, okay. so okay. I was, hey. yeah. So I was pretty, I was across pretty close tracks, to Philly. Across yeah, exactly. The table. <laughs> yeah. Quick, quick little ride down the 95 and we're right, right there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was interesting. It was, it was really fun to go from that demographic to like the West coast. I feel like mm-hmm. I have a, a really good rich balance of like life. I have a pretty mm-hmm. good feeling, which I'm, I'm sure you do too. And then Julie, you definitely do traveling international and finding all the different surf communities. What was your first international uh, surf trip? First international trip was just going down to Baja. I think we had like a little surf contest that like our Malibu team was good, was doing against like the wind and sea team um, back in the day. So that kind of just planted the seed. And then uh, the bi- first big one was probably Noosa, Australia, which was... Oh, wow. Um, amazing. Rented like a camper van with some friends and um, did contests and, and did a couple photo shoots and stuff like that. And ended up going back every every year for a few years after that, just kind of doing the same little east coast of Australia trip from um, Sydney up to the Sunshine Coast. And then, gosh, yeah, it's just so. I'm looking back. And just, like, it's, it's all been, going it's through. It's been a while, but there's been yeah. some fun, fun trips. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, how how do you feel like the the international community would would open up to a thing like 
Traveler Surf Club. Is that potential ideas for maybe in the future or? Never yeah. say never, yeah, you know. Yeah. We're open Good to idea. opportunities. <laughs> <Yeah>. and- <laughs> not my idea, not my idea. <laughs> we're always, you know, we're just like, we're open to opportunities and partnerships and, you know, um, working with great people. So if there's, if something arises and it feels right and timing's right, then yeah, we, we'd be down to do that. But, you know, to see what happens, see where everything kind of falls. That is so cool. So what would be, I'm trying, I, I want to plan a trip to Mexico. Obviously mm. my wife wants surfing to be involved with it. So I want to get some experts opinions right mm. now. What's the spot that's family friendly, that still has a good, easy, consistent break or so to speak, where you know, you're going to have some waves when you go down there. What's Julie Cox's uh, expert advice? Well, I, working in Sayulita for so long, I mean, it's still a great town. So I, I really think Sayulita and the mainland Mexico, if you want that kind of warm, warm water and warm vibes. Um, also, Cabo is great and a little closer. So those two are my picks. We've okay. got some friends who have a pretty rad surf camp in Saladita, Mexico. It's just a much smaller, you know, community. Um, Siren. Siren yeah, Siren Surf Adventures. Yeah, super cool. And okay. they, like, do really small, like, guided trips. Um, so, you know, yeah, like, if your wife wanted to, like, kind of participate in that and, like, get taken out to, like, all the cool spots and they really, like, you know, again, keep it very localized, very, yeah. like, in the community. Yeah. Um, but then that's just, like, a really nice beach and it's super chill compared wow. to some of the other yeah, more so that's Salad- surf towns. Saladita. 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 Okay, good. Make sure I try. Yeah. That'll be all jumbled up by the Salad time I drive. Eater. By the time yeah. I Hey, hey, hey. See, now I can remember that. I can remember that. But yeah, I, I'm thinking with the kids too, it's like I'm, I'm looking for ease and like, so it's like not that much travel. Like, I don't want to catch like three layover yeah, flights yeah. and then drive for an hour and a half to get there right now and let, let yeah. them get a little bit older. But yeah, that might be a good definitely, place to check out. I'm going to take, I'm going to take your advice though and, uh, Try to look up those spots and get something planned. Um, but one thing I definitely have planned for the both of you that everybody gets to experience when they're at the yellow table is a random question from Mambo. And your random question from Mambo is brought to you by Sweet Fuel by Jewel. They have delicious, flavorful protein, uh, nutrients, and foods to enhance your gains or losses, whatever you're looking for. And you are missing out if you have not tried her brand new protein donuts available in white chocolate and dark chocolate with sprinkles. They are delicious and healthy for you. Uh, Julie and Rel, without further ado, here is your random question from oh, Mambo. I want a donut now. I know. It's good. Yeah. They're good. You want a donut. I'm telling you, you want donut a donut. is the answer to yeah. the question, whatever it is. All right. So uh, we got two questions, two guests. Yeah. Uh, do you have any pets? No. Nope. No, that's an You got a lot of pets, right? I, I got I got pets all I got pets all over the place. I feel like I feel like my family is constantly scheming for new pets. Um, mm. I got two dogs, Charlie and Lula. Um, one's an American Staffordshire, kind of like a smaller pit bull style dog, um, and Charlie is a fluffy Pomeranian. And then we got Pete the tortoise. He's wow. the newest addition. And I think we have five chickens right now. Oh, nice. The population is constantly kind oh, of goodness. changing with the with the with the chicken world. And then we got Blackjack, <laughs> my cat, too. Yeah. Um, and then we got three fish. We're down to three fish. We just cleaned the tank. Yeah, so there's three. <laughs> there's three of them left. <laughs> and I love your name, the pet names. I I love dogs. I mean, yeah. I'm like 
big dog lover, but you know, it's, uh, just the, the commitment right now, not quite there, but, uh, yeah, I love dogs. Uh, I love dogs on TV. They are too. fun. I'll tell yeah. you what though, <laughs> the chickens have been the funnest really? to name. Like we've had teriyaki, we have orange, chicoletta. Sure. One of them's train train. That was my son's just random thing that came out of his mouth. So one of them's train train, but yeah, one of them's rice. Um, yeah. So it was, it was all menu yeah. items. Yeah, exactly. It was just, it was just fun. And that's, that's yeah. my, my love for food kind of coming out of us, us when we're naming them, but that's right. All right. Now, uh, next question. Uh, what would you do if you won the lottery? Mm. Ooh. Mm. I don't know. Maybe yeah, just travel. I think uh, the, our company is called Traveler. We both love traveling. Uh, just got to get out there and see the world and experience lots of different places. Like I love doing that. I think you learn so much when you just get out of your comfort zone, you know, and, and get around other people, other cultures. So that, that would definitely be the, the top priority. What's your first stop? Uh, first stop. Hmm. No, I think going, yeah, going east, like going, you know, kind of to Asia, like not, not necessarily anywhere in particular that I can think of, but you know, places I haven't been to. So yeah. maybe like uh, Southeast Asia be fun to go to. Heck yeah. yeah. Julie, Gosh. what's left on your list? I'm sure you got quite a few of them checked <laughs> off, but oh, not for, not for, for the lottery, but for the traveling. Travel. I, I, Greece popped into my mind um, and like Iceland and Vietnam. Um, I love I love New Zealand too. I just want to go back there and and show Rel um, how awesome that country is, and go to Australia and Tahiti, the South Everywhere. Pacific, all those beautiful islands. I think Africa is also like a really cool yeah. like, place to explore. Um, been there a few times, and it's just incredible. It's beautiful. It's there's a lot of like just you know cool things to see, wildlife. Um, so yeah, definitely back and checking out some places in Africa again. Heck yeah. But I always thought it would just be so fun. I think I might have mentioned this in a different episode. I don't know how, but just to like literally spin a globe and literally like stop it with your finger and wherever you stop it, unless it's somewhere is like lame, like in the middle of like the United States or somewhere, (laughs) I can always just get back there or something. As long as it lands on something half decent, like Mm some place I've never been before or anything like that, I'd like that would be a cool way to travel. And I'm super into architecture too. So like there's tons of places in Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, But like if I had to pick a spot, Greece is definitely really Mm -hmm. at the upper part of my list just the whole mediterranean area it's yeah just, seems really cool really mambo travel travel yeah right. travel for sure yeah, the yellow serious. table is taken off right. i think we need we all need a vacation that's yeah. what yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's got vacation you're going to on mexico the mind. i know where you're going yeah. next wherever there's a beach just okay. chill yeah yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. yeah. So <laughs> you dodged the other one though, Mambo. What's your pet life like? I don't even know. I don't even know. No we've, pets. Done, we've done over a hundred episodes. No I don't pets. know if you have any pets. Yeah, no pets. No pets. There's no. a lot of raccoons and skunks and <laughs> possums that come through my yard just at the, night, but that's just, about it. Yeah, just the yeah. neighborhood locals. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of owls in uh in yeah. by my house too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They yeah. sound really nice at like at night. Like yeah, but when you're trying owls. to sleep, it kind of oh, after <laughs> after an yeah. hour. Yeah. That's how it was. I was doing these early morning runs like a couple months ago and and uh, yeah, it was like really weird to see mm. like the early morning, like nightlife still out. And I was like, I never noticed how many owls were yeah. around, but I'd run mm. through the neighborhoods. Uh, we live up in Oakview. So it's like, it's really cool. Cause you're kind of like out there in the country a little bit, but then it's literally 10 minutes and you're at the beach. Mm. Um, I, yeah. I realize how much, how much uh, I mentioned possums and skunks and yeah. raccoons mm. and all that, because 
I got a ring camera and now I could see <laughs> everything <laughs> that's walking by. Yeah. 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 Well, the owls will take those guys out a lot. Of, maybe yeah. not a raccoon, but yeah. like, yeah, they're coming for all those little rodents. Oh, yeah. so they're <laughs> the raccoons they're are good for it. The raccoons are gnarly, though. They're like yeah. huge because they come, around the, chi- they come around the chicken coop. And uh, yeah, it's my dog usually is the one to chase them off. But some of them are pretty stubborn. Like mm-hmm. they'll be up on the roof, like kind of peering down. And I mean, <laughs> they're like huge. Like I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't know if I want Lula to really get into a battle with this yeah. thing. Like yeah. she's going to take some Dinner. wounds. Like <laughs> she'll, she'll win. I don't doubt that. But I don't know. She's not going to come out unscathed. Yeah. yeah. So. Watch out. I got like screamed at by a squirrel the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> get back inside. It was like, it was mad. I yeah. don't know. Like, I, I shoot it, and it, it wasn't having it. So. It wasn't <laughs> trying to be, be shoot that day. That's right. You know, hey, you never want to get in between a, a, an animal, a hungry yeah. animal, or anything like that. Yeah. You never know. You never know. But Julie Rell, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to getting to meet you. I'm really looking forward to uh, taking you up on some of those great services that you offer. Like, I think the demo boards is awesome uh i think i think a lot of surfers around here in the area would be really interested i mean i know the surfers that i know would would love to do that and then i'm glad that pc is partnered up with you and um looking forward to the first saturday of may now oh, yeah, yeah awesome would sto- be stoked to go surf with your wife and yeah maybe yeah, yeah maybe even oh kooky <laughs> yeah. will come with her yeah, so. Yeah, so, yeah. Too. come with us yeah, yeah and my son's super interested in getting like he's starting to hint he's at he's six years old so she's he's like ready. she doesn't want to like push him she wants him to be fully ready so who knows maybe if i go and we turn it into a family deal do you have kids rental wetsuits because right now he only has a spring suit yeah we we don't have as much for kids i would i would say check out mary osborne she's got like really good mary osborne yeah. and then the, yeah. the makos the ventura makos mm-hmm. yeah camp, so okay. guys are really good we've that. been trying this we usually score them at the thrift store to be honest with you. so yeah, we've been looking for kid ones and yeah. there was one there you know a couple weeks ago and she didn't pull the trigger on it and then yeah. literally like the next weekend my son's like let's go surfing and it's like <laughs> dang it i should have bought the thing but yeah, so we're, we're stoked and we're so proud to have you guys and, and, and honored to have you guys as the business of the month. And Thanks. we can't wait to uh, keep doing things with you and see what uh, TSC has to offer in the future. Thanks. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank yeah. you so, so much. This has been a blast. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you guys have a website, social media? Travelersurfclub.com. All right, all the info there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, yeah. thank you guys once again. Make sure you guys give us a follow at Persistence Culture. Keep moving.